0: Hey, what up? It's Mark Carter. I'm the pastor of Fierce Church. Welcome to our podcast. I'm so pumped that you're able to join us today. I hope this encourages you, inspires you, strengthens you, gives you hope to keep pressing on. And it's my prayer that this sermon gives you a more expansive view of God's love for you. Enjoy the message.
1: We're finishing off our series on marriage by the book to talk about singleness, because that's the first relationship status. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to um, where you go from getting married. And I'm going to start out with a lovely story. When I was 22 years old, I was at a wedding. I wasn't getting married. I was at a wedding, kind of in the back row. It was a rooftop wedding. It was gorgeous outside. My friend and I had traveled to this wedding. It was our college friends getting married. And we're sitting there. We're enjoying it. The couple, they're sharing their love for one another. The groom chokes back tears, and he's telling his wife to be that she completes him And all of a sudden, this nice moment that I was enjoying, I'm like, wait a minute, what about me? I didn't say it out loud, I thought it. And I was thinking about the fact that I had never had a boyfriend, I was single, and it didn't look like that was going to change anytime soon. So was I incomplete? Was I missing something? I didn't know it when I was 22, but I was going to be single all of my 20s. I got married when I was 32, and you want to know what I found? God has some awesome things in store for the relationship status of being single and for the relationship status of being married. And you get to experience that when you want to honor God with that, when you go to God's word with that. And so if you're single right now and you're feeling incomplete, you're feeling like you're missing something, or maybe you're loving it, I hope that this message can just be an encouragement to keep living the story God has for you. And maybe you're not single, but you know people that are. Maybe you got kids, you got a teenager, it's likely they're not married, so this message is for you teenagers. Um, so whether or not we're single, I just hope as a church, we can have a better understanding of what God Word has to say about the relationship status of being single. Are you ready? All right. Guys, this is a big deal because last time I preached, it was when we had that snowstorm, and so there's like five people here. So I'm expecting more participation because um, there's more of you. We're going to look at the book of Matthew, written by one of Jesus' disciples. To, it was specifically written in mind for the Jews, so that they would get the idea that Jesus was the Messiah they were waiting for. And we're going to look at a conversation that Jesus was having with Pharisees, religious Jewish rulers at the time. And a lot of the Pharisees, they didn't really like Jesus. See, Jesus was getting popular. He was doing miracles. He was saying some pretty radical things. And so they were going to try to get him to say something that people wouldn't like. So they said, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife on any grounds? And Jesus answers them, saying that according to scripture, the only reason for divorce should be because of sexual immorality. And this was like mind-blowing, because culturally the man could divorce his wife on any grounds he wanted. My wife burnt my dinner, and so I want to divorce my wife. And it was okay. So this expectation was like, Almost unrealistic. Jesus' own followers, his disciples, were like, if that's the case with marriage, maybe it's better to just stay single, okay? And this was Jesus' response Not everyone can accept this statement, Jesus said. Only those whom God helps. Some are born as eunuchs, some have been made eunuchs by others, and some choose not to marry for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let anyone accept this who can. So a little background from commentary about what Jesus just said is, when Jesus said some are born as eunuchs, what he means is some are born not attracted to the opposite sex, so they choose to be single. Some are made eunuchs was because of castration, which was a common practice for conquering nations, for like the men in charge of the king's harem. And then he says some choose to be eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The apostle Paul would later write that in one sense, being single be a more desirable state. He wrote this in his letter in 1 Corinthians. Because one could devote themselves fully and completely to the work of the kingdom. He later wrote, but I wish everyone were single just as I am. Yet each person has a special gift from God of one kind or another. So I say to those who aren't married and to the widows, it's better to stay unmarried just as I am. The word that Paul uses for the word gift is the same word he uses when he talks about spiritual gifts, which means singleness can be an opportunity to draw you closer to Jesus and show off Jesus to the world. It doesn't sound lame. Guys, it's awesome. Okay, but here's the thing. This is bringing us to the bottom line. Like, How do we experience experiencing God's love and showing it off to the world? Our bottom line is doing the will of God for the season you're in is what brings lasting satisfaction. This is important for you' all to know, because satisfaction will not come from another person. They cannot complete you. This is the myth of romance. It's actually not going to like last. It's the modern myth of romance claims that if you just find the right person, they will be the antidote to all of your insecurities and your desires. If you just find the right person, they'll make you feel better about yourself and the world all of the time. But this is a lie. This is idolatry. No one can satisfy you like that except Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the partner that every human needs. So how do we do this? How do we do living out God's will for the season we're in? First, by using our singleness for God's agenda. That's our first point. The season of singleness must be chosen for God's higher agenda. Jesus said, "'Some choose not to marry for the sake of the kingdom of heaven.'" Let anyone accept this who can. Making, Choosing to be single for the sake of the kingdom of heaven is an investment worth making. But I know that there are some people, and they're like, see, Elena, <laughs> I don't actually want to be single. Like, if I met the right person, I'd sign up, and I, like, I, don't wanna, I, want, I don't want this to be a lifetime thing. And that's fine. You should pray that God brings that right person. But in the meantime use this singleness like God hasn't forgotten you and he has a plan for you. One of the verses that was a huge encouragement to me now but also when I was single was Ephesians 2:10. It says for we are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. He has created he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Now you know this, I need to remind you it is not through the good things that salvation comes. It is because of the saving grace of Jesus Christ that we get salvation. And when we keep staying in awe of that, you cannot help but do the good things that God has in store just for you. Now, I'd have my moments when I was single. Man, I wish I was married. Wish I had a date. Wish it wasn't another Valentine's Day where I didn't have a boyfriend. But I would try to quickly go back to God's word. And I would read about people that God did awesome things with right? David and Goliath, Noah's Ark. But the thing I would realize is they had to keep following Jesus. I think about Ruth or God. It was Old Testament. Anyway, that's another story. Okay. (laughs) Jesus hadn't come until the New Testament. He's still around. We'll let Carter talk about that. Here's the deal. (laughs) I'd read about people like Ruth. Ruth, who got noticed by her future husband because the word around town about her was that she was a hard worker. And she Continued to take care of her mother-in-law even though her husband had died. I'd read about people like Andrew, one of Jesus's disciples. Andrew was one of the first people that got Jesus was the Messiah. So what's he do? He gets his brother, and he tells his brother he found the one that we're waiting for. and He brings his brother to Jesus, and, Jesus, and his brother becomes a follower and a disciple of Jesus as well. In fact, his brother gets a name change, and his name changes Peter. And Jesus says he'll use Peter to build his church. And part of Peter's story was how God used his brother, Andrew. In your singleness, who are you bringing to Jesus? In your singleness, does your day, does your work reflect the fact that God has a story with you in mind? I'm going to drink some water because I need it. (laughs) And it's going to be great. So how do we live out God's agenda? Girl, I'm so glad you asked. First, by honoring God with our time now, which means we stop wasting time waiting, waiting for the right girl or guy to come along, waiting for the time when we get married. Because if you start realizing this now, it's going to be easier when you get married because there's going to be more things you want. So just start practicing now. Lord, like this, you pray for that, and then you ask the Lord, what can I do now in this season? What can you do to expand Jesus' kingdom right now? without a spouse, that you would not be able to do as easily if you had one. You guys, if it's not God's timing for you to get married, it's going to leave you unsatisfied to try to make that happen. Pray, but then pray, Lord, who do you want me to invest in? Because you have a good father, and he doesn't want to keep it a secret from you of what he has in store for you, but he is a good father that doesn't make you follow him. So ask him. Be stubborn about it, because if you don't, The enemy, oh, he will just give you lies, half-truths, just like he did with Eve. And throughout the Bible, he'll give you um, lame things to do that will not bring satisfaction like only Jesus can and will not help you live out his story. So be stubborn about just going back to Jesus. Secondly, living out God's agenda for you means honoring God with your sexuality now. And that gives you unlimited focus to God's plan. Now, I want to say this graciously, you guys, but when I read God's word, sex was something created between a man and a woman inside the covenant of marriage. And outside of that, he can't bless it. And pornography is not a substitute. Pornography's whole aim is to get people hooked on it by lust. And Jesus made it clear that that is not okay. If you take a step back, you can see how pornography changes the way you think, it changes the relationships you have, and it changes communities. God, if you want to live out God's agenda for you, but you want to be in charge of your sex life, sleep with who you want to sleep with, look at pornography when you want to look at pornography, then it is going to be hard to understand God's specific plan for you because you are picking and choosing what to listen to. You guys, we have a good father who wants to give you all the guidance and all the support you need for your whole life. But you will miss a big portion of his direction and his love for you if you do not heed to all of of his instructions. Look around. Look at history. It's full of people God wanted to use for extraordinary things, but God couldn't bless them because they wanted to be in charge of their sex life, and there was no redemption with that. But if you also look at history... And you also look around. God has used people when they repent, when they confess. Lord, I know this wasn't your plan. I need you to forgive me. I need to move away from that. Confession is the key for moving towards God's plan and away from the lame life that, that Satan can hold you in with the, the sexual sin addiction. Confession. See, Jesus died on the cross for each one of us to live life free and not feel trapped confession is the key to moving forward to the life that only God can sanctify and bring satisfaction to. All right, I'll keep going. Sam Mulberry is somebody who is a pastor in the United Kingdom. He's written some awesome books. I read a few of them. And what I've learned is when Sam was a teenager, his friends were inviting him to church. Did you hear that, teenagers? What about your friends church. Okay, so... Sam gets invited to church. He starts learning about how there is a God that loves him and has good plans for him and, and that this God wants to have a relationship with him. And around this time, Sam also was realizing he was not attracted to the opposite sex. And so he, he, during this process, decided to make Jesus the leader of his life. And he went to the Bible to learn how God wanted him to live out his love life. And what he would read was that marriage was supposed to be between a man and a woman. And so in alliance to what he believes God's word says, he's chosen to stay single. And one of the awesome books, highly recommended, that he's written is The Seven Myths of Singleness. And in it he warns singles, if you are comparing to other people, you are going to miss out on God's agenda for you. He said the fact is both singleness and marriage have their own particular ups and downs. The temptation for many who are single is to compare the downs of singleness with the ups of marriage. The temptation for some married people is to compare the downs of marriage with the ups of singleness, which is equally as dangerous. Singles, you have a key role in the redeeming story that God wants to use you to show off his love to the world, but you'll miss a big part of it if you're just comparing to other people. And if you're not single, think of the singles in your life. And pray that during this season, or maybe it's a lifetime, that they would use this time to find only satisfaction in Jesus Christ. That they would use this time to understand his love in a way that they couldn't otherwise. And if they want to get married, pray that they would find that spouse. Pray that together they would shine the love of Jesus. And I kind of was laughing because I was thinking... I bet there's some people that don't want to get married but their mamas pray and they do anyway so pray just pray <laughs> pray that they would hold out for the person that they can love other people well because they're together and pray that until then they don't settle for anything less than God's best ask the singles in your life what desires has God put on your heart what dreams has he put on your heart how are you seeing God work in your everyday life we're in this together y'all what do we know Doing the will of God for the season you're in is what brings lasting satisfaction. And the season of singleness must be chosen for God's higher agenda. And I need to take another sip as we look at the second point, which is, I thought it was going to come up and I could read it from there. The season of singleness can only be successful with God's help. Not everyone can accept this statement, Jesus said. Only those whom God helps. Singleness is a gift that isn't easy. But good news is a lot of times things in life that aren't easy, they end up bringing a lot of joy in the end. Think about jobs, sports, like relationships. When you keep working at them, when you keep practicing, they end up bringing a lot of joy in the end. So what do we got to do? We got to ask for God's help during this season or this, this relationship status of being single. How do we do that? Well, I'm going to suggest we look at the life Jesus lived. Because as Christians, we want to take an example from him. And one of the things we find is that Jesus spent a lot of time with his heavenly father. He'd get up before the sun came up. How? I don't, I don't know. I don't think they had alarm clocks. But he would get up before the sun came up, he would go off and he'd spend time with his father. Sometimes he would spend time with his father at night or all night. And if Jesus was also God and he needed to spend time with his father, how much more time do you and I need to spend quality Quiet time with our Savior. You guys, for me, this was a lifeline when I was single. First thing, most days, made coffee, got my Bible and my journal. I usually had a plan because I needed a plan. <laughs> so I read what my plan was, or I'd focus on a verse, and then I would journal. I'd write down like what was bothering me. I'd write down my fears. I'd write down who I knew I needed to forgive, but I really didn't want to. And then it would just turn into a prayer. Lord, I know I can't do this on my own, but you can help me. I know ultimately you've got my future and I'm going to be okay. I know that ultimately you are in charge. And I would, sometimes it would just be, Lord, I know you know the desires of my heart. I know you haven't forgotten me. And I know that you will use those for good. Maybe it's not my plan. Maybe it's not how I want it to be used, but I can trust you. That's, was a lifeline and it still is even as a married person in fact it just makes marriage better i would encourage you maybe it's not maybe it's not getting married that you want to do maybe it's a job or an adventure but make it a priority to go to god first because if you get what you want it is going to be that much easier to keep going towards to keep going to god first before anything else keep those rhythms up start now Other ways that you can find God's help is an authentic community that you can be real with. Meredith Knox is a teaching pastor and creative director at New Spring Church in South Carolina, and she's single. On Valentine's Day, she wrote a blog about singleness, and I read it, big fan of her, never met her, but I'm like, "Uh, she's so cool. Someday, I think I'll be like a little, it'll be like meeting Taylor Swift. I'll be a little starstruck if I ever meet her, but here's the deal. She writes in it, if you cannot be a good friend then you cannot be a good spouse. Find better friends. Be a better friend. Proverbs 27.9 says, Oil and perfume make the heart glad, and the sweetness of a friend come from his earnest counsel. Y'all, God made us to be in community, so show up for your friends. Pray for ways to be God's love for them. And remember, it is really hard to live out God's word if you're just home all the time. If you're just playing video games, if you're just scrolling on Instagram. So find people, and the thing about marriage and families is they got people when they wake up that they can practice living God's love out to. Singles, we just got to be a we, I was single, I'm married now, but you know, you just got to be a little bit more intentional. And through that, you're going to find them blessing you. That sometimes there was just like a conversation with somebody that was just such a blessing to me. And sometimes it was relationships I would have for a long time. But you got to keep showing up for them. Show up for your people. Be in community. Ask for God's help. Spend time with your father. (laughs) You see, as a 22-year-old, in the back row of that lovely wedding, I was a little like, woo, you know. But I realized that even though I was single, I was going to be better than okay. See, I had spent a lot of time reading God's word in Ephesians 2.10, like things like that. I knew God had a story just for me, and I wanted to be happy for my friends. I wanted to be happy for my friends that got married and family that got married, and I just wanted to keep my eyes focused. Lord, I don't want to miss what you've got for me. But you know one lie that could get really loud when I was single? It was the lie that no guy had picked me, no guy had pursued me, no guy had fought for me. And that lie could get really loud when it was clear my crush didn't like me back, or there'd be a breakup because it'd be like, "Will will it ever work? Or just when I felt lonely. But then I'd remember the simple truth that Jesus picked me. And Jesus fought for me, and he pursued me. You guys, it was hard to stay sad about not having a boyfriend when I would remember the truth about who my God was, who my Jesus was, who my king was. And that is the same truth for you. You have a good father, and he sees you. He sees you right now, and he has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten the desires that are on your heart, and you can trust him. You can trust him for the future, but you can also trust him for right now. He has good relationships for you to enjoy with the people that he's put around you. Maybe they are new people too, but you also, you have a God that fought for you. You have a king that picks you and you have a God that pursues you. Singles, what if this was the truth that got you up in the morning? All right, Lord, I know you got a story for me. Help me live it out. Who should I love? How should I go live? Parents, what if your kids, even at a young age, understood that this was the God that loved them. This was the God that pursued them. What if this was the truth that you told your teenagers as they went off to school? Or the truth that you texted your adult children? Church, what if this is what we lived out? I think what people would see is a whole lot of Jesus because they'd see how Jesus is completing us. Since Jesus is the only one that can complete us, the only partner that we need. Let's, uh, (laughs) thank you Jesus, there you go. Let's pray, let's pray. Oh Lord, I just thank you for how simple this is. I thank you that you have good truth for each one of us. I thank you that you have a story for each one of us. Help us to individually be so stubborn about just wanting to live that out because we get that you loved us first. In your name I pray, everybody said, Amen. Amen. amen.
0: If you don't have a home church and you're looking for a Bible preaching community that has its heart set on passionately knowing Jesus and being his witness in our generation, check out Fierce.Church. We'd love for you to join us either digitally or in person. Also, if you're looking for leadership development related content, don't forget to check out the Fierce Leadership Podcast, available wherever you get your podcast from. Special thanks to those of you who give generously to support this ministry. It's because of you that this is possible. You can click on the link in the description to give now or visit Fierce.Church for more information if you enjoyed this podcast why not subscribe share it with your friends click on the share button take a screenshot and share it on social media or wherever you would share such things whatever challenges you're facing i know you can make it don't give up hang on to jesus he won't let go of you jesus loves you so much and we love you i hope someday we get to meet in person thanks again for listening